Hello everybody, Sally here from francemotorhomesales.com. In today's episode, I'm speaking to author Martin Dory, who's just come out with a book, Take the Slow Road France. I hope you enjoy the episode. If you want more information, go to our website, www.francemotorhomesales.com. And in the meantime, sit back and enjoy. Hi Sally, how are you doing? Hello, how are you? I'm good, thank you very much. Hi, I'm alright, thank you. I've, I've been working today and I was trying to book campsites and it's a bit of a nightmare because it's taking, because everything's really busy. So, um, yeah, what, you, are you, what, you mean the campsites are all booked up? Yeah, it's really busy here in the UK. It's for this week, admittedly, because I, ne- I never usually book anything, but um, I'm realising that I have to do that sort of stuff now because we have to play by different rules. So um, it's getting to be quite difficult. But it's fine. I mean, we've got, I've got places to stay. It's just uh, just I never expect it to be like that. They don't really have like air to services like they do here in France. You know, you just pull up and that's it. You're done. It's not really happen in the UK, does it? There's a movement that's doing it. On um, There's a movement called CAMPRA, which is uh, oh, a campaign for real airs. Um, and they're sort of promoting airs in the UK. Um, and they're sort of writing to the councils and all this kind of stuff. There's loads of resistance in the UK. And I know the Highland Council in Scotland are starting to open up uh, or ask people to, for land for air. So they're getting it, but it's just so slow. And, and basically all the tourist organisations are run by organisations that are paid for by campsites. And so the campsites go, oh, no, it's a threat to our business. Um, you know, we can't, have, we can't have people. If people stay on your airs in your town, then they won't stay at our campsite. You stay on a mix of both, don't you? So yeah, but also like yeah. it's not even the, the, like the France passion. I think there is something similar to the France passion in in the UK, but it's not. It's not like generally speaking, most farmers. You can the, the other one was like there's France passion, but the other one is this park for night. I spoke to the guy who runs that, and um, there's loads of farmers that go, yeah, you can, you know, it's a motorhome, you can you can spend the night there, it's no problem. Yeah, they I just it's just weird. We've got a really weird attitude in the UK towards tourism, I think. Um part I mean the Brit stop stuff, which is based on France fashion anyway, is brilliant. I know Steve who runs it and it's really good. I've used it loads, you know, and it's really handy. But obviously it's kind of you know, you need to use a mix of both anyway, because you can't get a shower on a Brit stop or on a passion site often. Um, so, yeah, it's, diff- it's difficult. It's behind, so behind the times here in the UK. Are you in Hortan? I am in Hortan Port. I'm at the Western Village. Do you know that? Uh, I know Hortan Port. Uh, I've stayed in Hortan quite a lot at the, go- at the Golden site, the one that's really expensive in um, Hortan Plage. Cote d'Argent. Yeah, that's the one. Yeah. Yeah. The code to how much? (laughs) (laughs) Last weekend, it looked like a ghost town. It was dead. It was so creepy weird. But this Sunday, it was busy. And I I, actually, I wanted to ask you, I I went bodyboarding for the first time ever. And I know you're a surfer. Everybody was walking around in wetsuits. And it's like, why? You know, the, the sea is okay. Why do they wear wetsuits when they're surfboarding? Um... Probably because they so they can stay out for a couple of hours. Um, I mean, in France, I'd surf. I surf in like a wetsuit vest just to keep me warm. Um, because if you, you know, if you're in for a couple of hours in the water in France, it's still quite. You still get cold, but they don't really need to. <laughs> I have to say, but that's uh, that would be why. I mean, we wear them in the UK all the time because it's just too cold to stay in the water. The the reason why I asked is because I was doing the bodyboarding, and as you're coming in onto the beach. 
my knees they're a mess with the with the pebbles and the gravel oh, and right. all the stuff and i thought but that's why they're wearing their wetsuits no it's just the cold i don't know what the beach i can't remember what the beach is like at all time i remember it being really good i imagine yeah, there's quite a steep bank isn't there and then at high tide you just go float on the sand so yeah, yeah. it's a lovely sandy my, beach my, oh god it's gorgeous so well uh, tomorrow i'm off to la rive which near is near biscaros there's the one of the best airs I've ever stayed on is at Biscaros, actually, next to the uh, municipal campsite. That's lovely. Ah, oh, see? Anyway, I've got loads of questions. So I absolutely loved your book. My my um, my other half bought me that book. He said, I saw this and I thought of you because I'm, like, into motorhomes, like, there's no tomorrow. And I saw you only published it last month. But it's like, oh, this is so good because I've worked in, in the past with selling motorhomes and um, hiring out motorhomes. And people always want to know where to go. Where do I go? What do I do? That's their first question. So to have an itinerary book to say, read this, <laughs> go buy this before you come. Um, that's really, really good. So I, I, I thank you very much. I, I really enjoyed it. Thank you. Yeah, it was good. I mean, it's um, it sort of came about because when did I do it? I wrote an article for Coast Magazine. Um, in fact, actually, no, I did a book in 2012 which was the follow-up to my first book. And in that, I did a bunch of coastal drives. Right. And it kind of set me off thinking, oh, hang on, we could do something with this. So I was, and I was sort of desperate to find an, another angle to do my books. I didn't want to do food again. And I didn't want to just write a book about motorhomes because I'd kind of done that. So I went off to Scotland in a borrowed oh, auto sleeper and then went up to the islands and then started writing up there and, took it to my agent and he, the publishers actually loved it. It's been really amazing. <laughs> I mean, it sold, God, no, I don't know how many, I think there were some figures came through the other day. It's like 120,000 copies of all of the series. So, oh, wow. um, and that's Scotland, England and Wales, Ireland, and now France. It's pretty exciting. I mean, it's basically just going on holiday. You know, <laughs> and writing about it. <laughs> you know, I've, I've had the chance to go to places that I've always wanted to go to and actually back to France. So I will get on the ferry to, to Roscoff and then drive through Brittany and go down all the way down the West Coast and end up usually in northern Spain. And actually, I, cu I couldn't just do that for this book. I obviously had to go inland and to the Alps and, you know, and so learning to snowboard and something I've always wanted to do and going to the, the Normandy beaches and then going along the Western Front and up into the Alps in the summer. And it was just such a great opportunity to go and see stuff that I wouldn't normally go and see um, just because of surfing. Surfing, so you realise how much it holds you back because you know you go to places like Hawtown and go right. I'm here for two weeks. I'm not moving. I'm going to surf every day. <laughs> Kids are in the pool. We'll go out to the restaurant today. You know, so, and we we'll maybe go to the port to go on a pedalo or something. You know, so it's great. It's been really good. When you wrote your itineraries for the other parts of the country you weren't familiar with, how do you come up with an itinerary for an unknown territory? Sort of just reading, really. I mean, I usually base them on sort of ideas. It's kind of like the Western Front as an idea. I wanted to kite in the Ardèche, so obviously the Ardèche was part of that. And But then that became part of a larger thing because obviously that's a tiny little stretch of water, but actually it had to be incorporated into something else. That ended up being, oh God, I think it was the Tarn Gorge was included in that as well. And then I wanted to find the lavender route and then I wanted to just drift along the Med. I mean, the best one was when we were in... We were in the Basque region and we I was looking at our old map. I think I wrote it in the book um, just about the route de therme. And I didn't, re I didn't realise anything about the route de col. 
which was obviously the Tour de France route that goes over Tourmalet and all the big coasts from the Atlantic to the Med. So we followed that and we followed this old map, which and it takes took us to all the thermal baths in the Pyrenees. Oh, that's good Which one. was, God, I mean, it was amazing, you know. And Lou Vier, I think it was, was just epic. You know, this amazing experiences of going up these high passes, coming down to these beautiful valleys and then going in a hot spring. It was kind of like... It was just brilliant. So yeah, they kind of they kind of come about by accident sometimes, or we'll just go. Oh, look, there's the Alsace wine route. We should follow that, and we should go and have a look through Champagne, and it kind of based on cliches, but also based on stuff that we think is interesting to us. So do you um, plan it before you before you leave home? Do you sit in front of a map and plan it, or do you truck up and just have like pinpoints to go? Well, we'll go there. We want to go there. We want to go there. Let's link them all up and see what happens. Um, usually, we've got a plan, so we'll we'll work it out. I mean, the, the the Pyrenees one we didn't have a plan for, but we wanted to go into the Pyrenees, so it was kind of like I wasn't sure how to get to the Pyrenees. I've been to Gavoni and Cortere before, but I'd not sort of followed that route. So it was actually finding that was like. Oh, well, that's easy. That gives us the answer. Yeah. Um, so we know, because obviously it's not that easy. If you go to France and you're coming down to the Med, there's no point in me driving on the motorway all the way to the south of France, doing a twiddle about in the south of France and then driving back on the motorway. So we kind of did them in loops. When we went to Ile de Ray uh, with my kids and we went to the press, all the press field, you know, from Quiberon over Oleron and, and that route, we then ended up going back up the Loire from Nantes so that we could actually make a circle of it. So we ended up in Orléans, I think it was, and then went through Paris. So actually we made, we're always making kind of loops so that we can do something on every day. It's difficult to try and organise it because you've only got a certain amount of time and you kind of, I think we spent three, four months in France last year. So I added that to all the stuff that before and actually that's how we got it done, just by being pretty disciplined about how we do it. Um, so it's it's not easy, but it's not it's not a rubbish job by any means. You know, it could be a lot worse. <laughs> I, I think there might be a few people that are a little bit jealous of you. Yeah, definitely. But um, is that why you call it the slow road? Because a lot of people they're they're obsessed with getting on the motorway and getting from A to B. But to me, that's not motorhoming, especially not motorhoming in France. Um, yeah, it was take the slow road because it's just kind of the idea that you don't don't go quickly that you can't go quickly i mean i started off in a in an old type 2 vw and you can't go quickly so you have to sort of slow down and actually the whole point of going in a motorhome or a camper van or whatever is to sort of stop go and buy some cheese you know stop by a river somewhere have some lunch you know have a snooze and then just carry on sort of thing so that's and that's what it's all about so the sort of the doing stuff, that first section, which is about what happened when we were there, is as important as the driving is. So it's kind of like the idea of doing the best driving roads that Top Gear would do, but do it in a really relaxed way. That's motorhoming, in, but definitely in France. I don't know if it's the same in other countries, but in France, it's like every 10 miles, there's a town that specialises in something. And, you know, whether it's copper pots or a particular cheese or something and they're so proud of it and you have to stop because there'll be a market or there'll be a festival and if you're on the motorway all the time you're just firing past all these places you're missing France yeah totally I mean it's totally soulless isn't it just getting on on the auto route I can understand why you know um and it's but you're right you know we ended up in a town oh god where was it somewhere I've got I bought an amazing oyster shucker from (laughs) and it's a town that specializes in knives and it wasn't even like a kind of, it wasn't even on the map. 
no. and it was just these beautiful knives. And I would, I'd wanted some of the, there's some specialist knife makers in the South, aren't there? I can't remember what they're called. And I'd wanted one of their knives, but this place was at, was more beautiful and it had its own little motif and it's kind of, yeah, and it's not even, you know, it's not even like one of the specialised villages or anything. It's just a place that's beautiful. It's a town that does so. nice. Uh, what's a deal breaker for you? What when you're now you've done a lot of motorhoming? What is that? I must have this in my motorhome, otherwise I'm not interested. Okay, um, that's that's quite interesting. What? Um, <laughs> I don't know actually. Probably chocks or wedges rather. Um, really? To get a good night's sleep. Yeah, I mean, there's. I mean, I don't. You know, if it, I don't mind going without a shower. I mean, a loo's good, but you know, you can do without if you need to. Yeah. Um, being just but, but being comfortable. And being able to cook, I suppose, um, is more important than anything else. Because yeah. it doesn't matter how many showers and toilets you've got or sat-navs or, you know, Spotify connectivity. If you can't sleep, there's no point. <laughs> you know, you go to some campsites and you're like that and you'll wake up in the morning with a pile at the side of the bed, you know, and just pointless. So, yeah. I mean, I'm, you know, I came from quite an old school way of doing it. So I came from surfing, you know, which is like old beat up BWs, sleeping in cars you know, putting tents up on cliff tops when you're not supposed to and all that sort of stuff. So actually sleeping in now, I've got, I picked up a van on Friday, you know, and it's beautiful. It's amazing. And, um, and I just think, wow, this is so different from how I started. So I would never take it for granted and say, oh, I've got to, I must simply have that, you know, you get by. What are you in at the moment? You're not in a van, are you? No, I'm in a um, I'm in a mobile home unit because because it's the, it, we're on the uh, mobile home okay. units, so it's kind of like a caravan. You know, it's got wheels and things, but it's not a mobile home. It's it's not going anywhere, not deliberately anyway. <laughs> right, okay. But it's it's sort of like caravanny. You know, it's there's a little bit more. There's a lot more space in here than there is in a motorhome. Let's be honest, but it, it's 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 still there. Yeah. <laughs> it's still camping. <laughs> Um, it still feels like camping yeah good he does yeah yeah it does um so what country are you gonna hit next uh, well spain and portugal france was part of a two-book deal so i did france first and then just spain and portugal afterwards right so i should have been in spain this winter basically um <sighs> or the winter just gone and finishing it up and delivering it in kind of i guess september october this year Mm. But we've, that's been delayed by years. You know, we know there's loads of little places where people don't go that are fantastic. It's just finding them. Well, know. a friend of mine, a, a, a motorhomer who is an American, she bought a motorhome over here and she comes over, she does like uh, three or four weeks and then she goes back to America, yeah. earns a bit more money, comes back over, does another three or four weeks. Um, she got a map of France, which was towns, the Fleury towns, you know, where they have like one oh, flower yeah. or two flowers. And she dotted her itinerary by going round the picturesque towns because there was a map of them on France. Yeah, that, I mean, France is quite good because they have they have that and then they have the exceptional villages and all that kind of stuff, don't they? I can't remember exactly what they're called, but they're all they classified things in a really nice way. So actually, yeah. I guess you'd be able to do that. And, you you know, it, it'd be really good. You, you know, talking about knives, you could do a knife maker's tour or, <laughs> you know, or I don't yeah. know, anything really, couldn't you? Goodness me. I'm trying to think of the great restaurants on the Ile de Ray, you know, that sort of stuff. <laughs> yeah. Do the Michelin tour. Going to the Michelin well, restaurant. Exactly. Yeah, if but, you've got the cash. That would, yeah, might not have the budget for that, to be fair. But um, <laughs> <laughs> No, yeah, there's all sorts of possibilities. So it's all good. So, 
It sounds to me like this this Take the Slow Road series is going to expand by about 30 books. It's like, hmm, a bit like Michael Palin. Where shall I go now? You know, <laughs> I'm going to go off. I know, I know. I mean, it's um, it's. It, I think it's it's going to go on as long as I want it to go on. There's a there's a lot of US customers, and um, basically with the motorhome industry at the moment, uh, there's a bit of a backlog, or there was a bit of backlog on the manufacturing because the manu the, the factories factories closed down last year because of COVID, and then since then there's been a real problem with the um, the, the the chips that they make for the engines. And so that's been, there's been a huge supply and demand issue. And somebody buying a motorhome or ordering a, a motorhome in sort of like February time, it wasn't going to be available, uh, especially if they wanted an automatic gearbox until Christmas. It was it was almost, it was a 10-month wait. Wow. And, and because of that, it, it made the second-hand motorhome market shoot up in price because people wanted a motorhome you know, I didn't want to have to wait uh, uh, 12 months for it. So they were looking for the um, the second-hand market. So that's all gone up. But I think a lot of people now, they can see the light at the end of the tunnel. So a lot of customers in America might absolutely love your book because they're not coming out this year, but they're planning on coming out next year. You know, it's nice to have yeah. a book and to read about it and do the research. That's half the fun of the trip, isn't it? Yeah, it's good. It's um. I mean, I guess the thing is that it's sort of the book kind of half about dreaming and half about doing. So actually, you know, dreamers will get hold of it. And then next year, the doers will get hold of it because it's great. And I've had a great time doing it. And it, to me, it's kind of like, well, if, if other people get to read it and get to enjoy it as much as I have, then brilliant. You know, um, the, the photography is very good in it. Who did the photography? Uh, I do most of it, and then if I'm in it, it means that Lizzie took it. Was it a special ca uh, camera, or was that on your phone? Uh, oh no, it's with the camera. I, I did a degree years ago. I did a degree degree in film, so I've always been really interested in photography. So I've I've always taken all the pictures in all my books, um, and I'm really interested in it. So I really enjoy taking the pictures. So um, yeah, I'm, I mean that's part of it for me. It's kind of it's a dream project, you know. Yeah. Go around. You know, I've always, you know, I've always had vans. So go around in your van, take pictures and write about it. Yeah, perfect. <laughs> Help me Get in. paid for it. <laughs> it yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, very good. Okay. So um, just some quick information about your book then. So I I saw it for uh, 20, 20 pounds. Is that right on your website, on your shop? Yeah. Okay. And for that, you get a signature. It's, it, you can get it cheap on Amazon, I think, and, and the bookseller slightly cheaper but the cover price is 20 pounds all right then well have a good evening thanks ever so much for talking to me all right okay thanks a lot bye all right, take care. Thank you for listening to our latest episode of our podcast. If you want more information, go to our website, www.francemotorhomesales.com. We hope to see you again here soon. And in the meantime, have a great day. Bye.